This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to the latest edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. I'm Nigel Seeley. And as you can see, I'm not in my usual office. There's no pictures of Bobby Moore, Diego Maradona, or any other footballing geniuses behind me. I am over in Vienna for the ATP Tour 500 event this week. I haven't got to the tennis yet. I'll be there tomorrow. But I'm delighted to say joining me uh, from the cross over in the UK is our senior ATP Tour handicapper. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, good afternoon to you, mate. How are you doing? Evening. I'm all right, apart from the fact that it's um, half term here. And I've, I've had four lads, four eight-year-olds to deal with this afternoon. So I'm a bit frazzled. I haven't had a chance to much, watch as much tennis as I would have liked today. But I was hoping you were going to you you were going to say you've been in Vienna and you'd seen the conditions. But um, I've seen it on the TV. But I've I've been a bit uh, it's been a bit fraught today. It always is during half term, unfortunately. Tomorrow is the day for me. Unfortunately, I really want to go today. I um I, I looked around the town. I wanted a bit of sightseeing today. I walked around Vienna. What is it? We're only ever in these cities for like three or four days, and I wanted yeah. to sort of get one. And I'll tell you what, I like what I see here. I think it's a really cool spot. Really, really cool spot. It's a really nice, there's nice fields about. Not too expensive. There's there is a very good bus service that I've been told. And the surface service that I've been you've told. You've never you've never been on a bus in your life, have you? As I said, I've been told it's a very good bus service. And we have a tram as well, which is good for you. Oh, I um, use the trams in Uber's Antwerp, are yeah, good. Uber's are good. They're in minutes. Fantastic. Really good. Yeah, I'm not splashing out on an Uber. Not after my taxi experience in Antwerp when I got I got done for 30 euros for a five-minute cab ride. That's that's me done for the year. I'm out. Well, anyway, if you ever got the opportunity to come here, I, I think for next year, 2024, I think, Calvert needs to come to Vienna. Do you think I could do it on a sort of bit of a budget? Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. You 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 don't want to travel with air. You don't want to travel in a big bag because I got paid forty eight quid for having a little bag that was the bag mm. that I use everywhere in Europe. And I, and you know, believe it or not, occasionally I do go, you know, cattle class. But I actually had a little bag. I go everywhere, and they wanted an extra forty-eight quid yeah, to let this, me get in the bank. You got to get the dimensions right, otherwise it's um, it's going to cost you. But never mind. Well, anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about the tennis today. The tennis action today has been pretty good. We had a winner first set tie yep. break just yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. What a nice winner! That was a nice price winner. Really, I I I, I come here and I looked at the, the matches and you know, as well, and I you know I read all the reports about it. It is fast. I, I haven't been there, but tomorrow I will be in action. You it can looks quick. I can see, yeah, on the TV, yeah, but you, you can't. Always tell on the TV, but it looks quickish. But that was that was quite an easy cash, really. When you look at it, it was it was a good play today. Sits a pass against Dominic Team. The match is still in play as we're recording this match now. Mm. And Dominic Team in trouble in the second set, lost the first set. Whether Should've he won the first set, by... really. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is though, it is quick. Total games look the way to go here. Um, just for you, yeah, have you got the stats yet for the for, or just watching from the TV? No, I haven't got. Either? They take a couple of days to come through. I haven't really got them yet. 
Okay, so anyway, let's move on to the matches today. And over the first match we're going to talk about is the number one seed and the tournament favourite, Daniel Medvedev, up against Artur Fields. Now, Artur Fields got to the final last week in Antwerp, a tournament Sean was at. Um, I think there was a... We're going to come to the common theme on this podcast, on this show as well, about players that have performed last week. And the market has gone very, very high on their chances. Now, Artur Fields, who is plus 460 against Medvedev, 670. They've never met before... Uh, it's entered so zero zero. The handicap here is four and a half with Bet Rivers, with Phil's minus one twenty nine receiving the four and a half start. Medvedev is even money, uh, giving up four and a half, and the total is twenty and a half. There's twenty seven different markets available on the Bet Rivers website. You can uh, live stream the match if you place a wager there. Watch it from the comfort of your own home. Tomorrow the action starts about eight o'clock Eastern time. We do not know the order of play yet, but you know. I look at this match here and I think to myself, like, now they've met once before, uh, no, sorry, sorry, in, in Shanghai and Medvedev, he lost in the uh, round number three. Uh, Fields has got through to the final last week in uh, in Antwerp. He's obviously the, the one in a little bit of form here, but I think minus 670 is a little bit short. I think if Fields never got to the final last week, would he be plus 460 here? Would Medvedev be 670? Has the market gone a little bit crazy on players that have played the week before? Possibly. I mean, if you look at the stats, you can see why it's favours Medvedev. But I just wonder, is there is there much to play for, for for Medvedev? I know he's defending champion here, but he can't end the year number one, probably can't end the year number two. He's already qualified for Turin. Is he, is he that bothered? Well, possibly, but we'll see. Now, he's lost two of his last three matches to Seb Corder and Yannick Sinner. Um, I don't know whether you saw this week, but Arthur Fies is now working with an old mate of yours, Sebastian Grosjean. Oh, my, me and Seb. I don't know whether you saw that. He's, he's oh, he actually... texted me. He texted me. Oh, he did? Okay. You, you got the yeah, news first then, I, I presume. No, no, I didn't know it's Seb. I've got loads of Sebs on the phone. And then Seb G I've got. That's oh, how that's I knew all Well, Seb G then. he's uh, He left his position as Davis Cup coach, actually, uh, just to coach uh, Feast full-time. So I think that's a, a, a quite a statement there. Um, Feast beat Sitsipas last week and, and crushed Casper Rude in Hamburg, you probably remember. So his 2-1 win loss against top 10 opponents. The only loss was against Rune on clay. Um, look at his stats. 8-4 win loss on indoor hard main level this season. Hold serve 89% of the time and winning a very healthy 57% of his second serve points. Uh, and his service points won and return points won total is 102. So the level is there. He's obviously been playing indoors. Um, Medvedev hasn't. I think this is a, about as tricky a, an opener as, as he could have got, really, Medvedev. He'll probably win it, you know, because he's obviously the class act. But, you know, don't underestimate Feast. I think he's going to be a, a big a big player in the next sort of few years. So the, the bet I liked here, that I took it earlier on um, when it was slightly bigger price. But even now, um, over half a tiebreak in this match, 2.85 plus 185 with Bet Rivers. Um, I took it slightly earlier than that earlier on, but... That's that looks big to me against a guy who's held to eighty nine percent of the time. I, I just think that's I just think this is too short a price on Medvedev. I think that's a good spot. But we are talking about players, and we we talk about players who have a big week the week before, and then come the following week. But the travelling here is hardly anything, is it? You know, no, and minimal, to yeah. the end, it's nothing. Yeah. So you know, so to, for a lot of people here at American viewers, that what what time scale is that? You know, it's an hour an hour journey. It's nothing. Yeah, so so it's, it's not really a factor, and he's been very candid a nice time on the order of plays. He obviously plays on a Wednesday, first round match on a Wednesday. You, you don't usually get that on ATP Tour five hundred uh, matches as well. So 
I, I, that's what I looked at. I thought I thought plus four sixty to win it on the money line was a big price. Maybe they have minus six seventy. I just thought that was too big, and I thought the handicap here at four and a half was crazy as well. Yeah, I think that's that's a decent spot as well. I just took the bigger price uh, this stage of the season. I like to well <laughs> any stage of the season. I like to get the the, you know, the biggest prices I can if if they're viable. And I think it's his viable piece has shown, as I said, that he's not he's not cowed by playing these top ten guys. Some sometimes players, particularly young players, they can be a little bit overawed playing. Grand Slam champions, uh, you know, major finalists, top 10, top five guys. But that hasn't been the case with Artur Fies. And from what I've seen him, I've seen him quite a few times now this season, and he doesn't look like the sort of player that would really be bothered by reputation. Uh, so Medvedev's going to have to come and win this. And it's, as I say, it's his first match on indoor hard for a while. Um, Fies is well attuned to the conditions. I just think if you're betting Medvedev at that price, I think that's, yeah, that's that's a that's a problem, I think. So we're looking at the first set uh, or a set to be a tiebreak. Any set to be a tiebreak, yeah. yeah. That big price plus 185. Just before we move on from this match, I just want to ask you a question. There's a lot of people around on Twitter and a lot of people now already tennis sort of websites are, are already asking for players they think might have a big breakthrough in 2024. Would Artur Fies be high up on the Calvert list of players that could break through in 2024? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see any reason why not. You know, he's only a young man, but you know, he's he's prized Grosjean away from the from the French French Federation. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I I don't see any reason why Arthur Fies can't start, you know, getting up towards the sort of top twenty and whatever. And uh, obviously, it's a, he's a young man still, but I I see a, I see a good future for him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm also a young man. Sean Calvert isn't a young man, but uh, I'm also it's a good future for me as well. But uh, yeah, anyway, my, next my week... playing days have gone. I'm afraid. My, my playing game's never, never even started. But uh, uh, Arsenal feels obviously, uh, Peace is obviously a, a French player. Sean Calvert will be over in Paris next week for the ACB Masters as well, giving you all the best bets from Paris uh, where we expect some things. But there's some big players coming through and everything you'll have covered will be here on the Bet Rivers Network uh, and on because we win for the 2024 season. We'll give you the players that we want to follow and Arsenal Fields will definitely be up there. Uh, move on to the next match. Um, Zverev against Norrie. I mean, this is a, a, a massive match between two players that have played many times. They met five times before. Alexander Zverev leads 3-2 in the head-to-head. Interesting one, though, here, because all but one of the matches they played previously have cashed on under the total games. But in four of the five sets they've played, the opening set has been a tiebreak. Yeah. So it's been a complete washout in set number two, but set number one has been really competitive with lots of tie breaks here. Uh, the spread here was three and a half. Norrie obviously had a big win in the round one. Uh, he's plus 105, plus three and a half. Zverev is minus 134, giving up three and a half. And the total here is 22 and a half. Unders betters have been getting the cash in this match. But in first sets, anything but. Very, very close. Whoever wins the first set tends to win the match when these two play. Yeah, and it's normally Zverev, isn't it? Um, Norrie's two wins came almost 10 years ago. One was 10 years ago. Mm. I think one was nine years ago in Futures and Challengers. So um, the last three have gone the way of Zverev, as you said, in a, in, in a very similar pattern. First set, tie break. Second set, much easier for Zverev. I can see something similar happening today. Maybe not even the tie break, the way that Norrie's playing. He's, I, I just don't know what's going on with Cam Norrie at all, whether it's fitness, whether he's just lost confidence, because... You know, he's, he's he's nowhere near the player he was back at the start of the year or or, or sort of back end of last year. Um, he's making too many errors because, you know, the style of play that he has, it's it's 
it's not defensive as such, but it's it's sort of line and length to use a cricketing term, isn't it? It's it's I'm not going to miss. You're going to have to get it past me. But now he's missing. He's making too many mistakes for for, for that style of play to be effective. If you're going to play that way, you've got to make very few unforced errors. Unforced errors, and he's making too many. Um, I mean, last three months at main level, we compare these two. It's it's very much in favour of Zverev. Although I don't think he's been playing his absolute best in recent weeks. Certainly not in recent weeks. In, in recent months. But let's look at this. Last three months at main level, Zverev, 78% win rate and a service point to one and return points, one total of 106. Cam Norrie, 33% win rate and a total of 99. That's nowhere near what Norrie's has been capable of in the past. So he's well down on his his best level. Um, Zverev in Vienna at this tournament, eight wins, one just the one defeat. Service points one and return points one total of 107. I can't, but on current form, I can't see Norrie doing a great deal here. Um, if I had more faith in Zverev, I'd be tempted by the minus three and a half games here on Zverev. I just worry about him putting in a dodgy one. When I've, I've always feel like if I'm going to back him at odds like this, I, I'm worried about him starting coughing up double faults and, and sort of losing his rhythm and, and stuff like that. But the way that this has been going, I'd go with, I'd go with Zverev to win it either straight sets or, or, or on the handicap. I know we're on room left to win the tournament, which has progressed through to the second round this afternoon. But yeah, Zverev, I saw some of his match, yeah. Zverev is a kind of player that it's all in, isn't it? He either wins the tournament or bows out in round one. So if he gets through this match and he, you know, with the record he's got here, and obviously this, you know, we're not far from Germany where we are in, in Vienna here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of support. He won in Hamburg with the German support behind him. He looks to me a Someone who could potentially win this title, possibly. I mean, he was he was quite short in price, wasn't he? He was. I, I can't remember his exact odds, but they were they were pretty short. Rublev was bigger. Um, I'd rather bet him than Medvedev. I think Medvedev was the favourite. I, w- I wouldn't bet Medvedev at the price. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Medvedev was the favourite. I, I just feel like Rublev's got. He certainly had Zverev's number this year, whereas before that head to head was very much in favour of Zverev. I'm not so sure whether it was just fortunate on Rublev's part that he was playing Zverev when he was quite early into his comeback. We'll see if these two play later. Um, you know, Rublev had to had to battle with himself today. I mean, I, I saw the first set. He made a right mess of it from 4-2, 40-15. He had an easy smash to go 5-2 and, and gave it straight back to Popper and ended up almost losing the set. He, Popper and surfed for the set. Um, but I, 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 I've got faith in, in Rublev, I think, the way that he's been playing, if he can reproduce that Shanghai form, Rublev, I think that's better better form, in my personal opinion, than anything Zverev has produced in, in recent months. So I'm I'm happy to be on on the side of uh, Rublev there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that at all, but I just think that uh, when Zverev hits top form, he can he can oh, yeah. blow people away. He and, can and be I the think, very best. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, that. And yeah, and I think there's sure. more chance. I think there's more chance of Rublev. It's very fancy tonight, or fancy this week. He could, he could go deep, whereas losing the first round, whereas Rublev could be in the first round. But obviously, if he gets to the latter stages, then it's a different matter. But I think with, with Zverev, it's hit or miss. I think he either goes deep in the tournament, he's out round one, as we saw in Safalin and in recent matches, some the defeats that were really pretty poor. But that, that's a, that's enough to be so we, we, We're in the Rublev camp. When I see Andre tomorrow, I'm going to say to we're in the Rublev camp. I saw him in Dubai. He's my buddy. You know, he's another one. I, I just got him. I don't think he'd be playing. AR, AR on the phone. He's not no no. AR. 
They, um, he won't be playing tomorrow, but I don't, I don't know whether he's, they, he's can... in town. He's in town. He's messaging. Well, he's me. definitely. He in, we know he's in town. Yeah, you know, he's probably staying at your hotel, is he? Uh, I don't think he can afford this hotel. To be fair, to me, this <laughs> is the suite. This is the suite. This is the suite. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what anyway, a suite no, is. I don't know what a suite is. I'm sorry. Me, I, I, well, there's loads of suites here. Honestly, Sean, get in here. This hotel, loads of suites. I love yeah, my, jelly. my price range. Walking in this hotel, there's jellies everywhere. Bags of jellies, cola bottles. Like yeah, uh, yeah like my little Carabao. boy would love it, wouldn't he? Oh, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So, uh, if he is there in it, go. travel advice. Hit me up. You. I'm in room. I'm, hit me up. I'm in room three three six. Anyway, let's move on to the final match uh, tomorrow here in Vienna, and this is the one I wanted to see. I touched it on Sunday. I said to you, I, I, when I saw the first round draw, I was thinking I would love to see this match, and, I, and I'm really excited about it. Hopefully, I've got. I'm, I'm there tomorrow afternoon. I'm not in the evening session, so hopefully they put this one up in the afternoon session. We don't know the order of play. Check the bet with us website out. You'll see the order of play. 29 different markets available on every single match we're talking about here. But it's Yannick Sinner, number two seed, up against Ben Shelton, the obviously the up and coming star from America, who just won last week in Japan in Tokyo. Uh, Yannick Sinner is minus $4 to win here. Another guy who's going to have a lot of support here. Ben Shelton is plus $3. We know that Ben Shelton has just travelled a 14-hour-ish uh, plane ride, mm. uh, plane journey across from Tokyo to here in Vienna. Uh, but he did win uh, against Sinner this year in Shanghai in a, in, a tight, in a close match. He won in three sets in 30 games. Um, minus $4 Sinner here, plus $3 Shelton. The handicap. To me, it looks a monstrous four and a half, given that Shelton serve. Um, 22 and a half is the total games. Now, before you give me your opinion this match, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to bow to your opinion because you're the main man on this tennis in, like this, but I think to myself, Shelton is a young lad. He's high as, he's absolutely full of himself. He's come back. He's not traveling on Wizz Air or EasyJet like we do. He, he's got a full ticket. He can have a bed. He can sleep. He can, he can come here. He's full of confidence. His father's an ex-tennis player. He's got a great team around him. He's on the upwards uh, spiral. We saw last week Felix Auger-Alice, uh, sorry, last year, with Felix Auger-Alice team coming to the end of the, the season and going win, 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 win. Now, if anyone can turn that around, I think Ben Sheldon can here. Now, on what we've seen in recent weeks, $3 is a monstrous price for me on Ben Sheldon. And the handicap of four and a half for Sheldon, I think it's a little bit disrespectful given how powerful this serve is in big conditions. But it is a 14-hour flight. It is a lot for him to ask for. I understand that the downside, but I just I look at that price and think three dollars, I think that's a little bit wrong. I think it's based on the stats. I think this is just based on data. If we look at what Ben Shelton's done since the start of August, which you would say has been his his peak time, if you want to call it that, you know, see that they're decent stats, but they're not. They're not top class. Uh, 16 and 5 win loss, 76% win rate, which is excellent. Um, but his service points one and return points one set. It's only 104. It's good. It's very good. But is it is it elite level? Um, and his service hold and break total is 106. Now, if we compare that with Sinner in the same time frame, Sinner, 82% win rate, uh, a 107 service points one and return points one total, and a, and a whole break total of 116. So you can see why the prices are perhaps as they are. But you're right. I think that the sort of feel of it, if you're going away from the data and you're sort of looking at them prices and thinking, you know, is that the right price? I can see why you think it's a bit short, definitely. 
Um, well, my angle, sorry, my angle, sorry, sorry, my angle here is if you're talking about someone like Medvedev who doesn't have much motivation to win it, what motivation is Sinner? I mean, he, he must be on the same kind of level of him thinking, well, okay, let's get to the ATP Tour final, see what we'll do. In his Sinner's ATP Tour final is obviously in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I think I think that the the, the win the, the fact that he's won in Tokyo is factored into this three dollars price. Let me let me bear this in mind. I'm not going to bet him plus three dollars. I'm not going. But I think given the serve he has and given how quick these conditions might be, I think plus four and a half. I, I could, wouldn't surprise me at all. The first set be a tie break, and then as long as he doesn't get beat six two in the, in in set number two, if Sid wins in straight sets, then we've We've got a great bet. I just think four and a half on the evidence of the form in the last two months or so is too strong. Yeah. I mean, I've got a similar um, conclusion written down here. I mean, it, it is about some some way it's about the recovery and, and the jet lag as well. I think, you know, he, he could you could he could be forgiven, couldn't he, if he loses the first set tiebreak 7-6, something like 13-11 or something in the tiebreak. You could see him potentially dropping a, a second set. Um by by a sort of large margin but yeah four and a half does does feel pretty big um the ones i've gotten written down here are uh 2.02 plus 102 about him winning a set any set um similar price 2.06 plus 106 um about a tie break in any set of the match or a set one tie break was 3.9 earlier on um so yeah, I think that's. I think those are the spots. I mean, that those are leans. I'm I'm a bit concerned about the jet lag and stuff, but um, yeah, those, that's what I've got written down here. Yeah, yeah. Over twenty two and a half games is minus one hundred three. But anyway, that's, there's loads of angles to get with Sinner against Shell. And let's move across to Val over in Switzerland. Two matches we're going to quickly talk about: Fritz against Purcell, minus five thirty for the American number one. Purcell plus three eighty. The handicap here is four and a half. Fritz minus one hundred five. Purcell must plus one twenty one. And the total is twenty one and a half over minus one twenty seven under plus one hundred. So even money. Uh, what do you fancy, Ishul? Um, sorry, I've got I'm on the wrong section here. We've moved over no, to Barzali, right. haven't we? Yeah, but we're moving across. We just across from Austria to Switzerland. Yeah, I've got to so open a different cool. document here. So right, it's opened. Yeah, I mean Fritz certainly looked jaded lately, hasn't he? He's played. I'd have to look at how many matches he's played because he's played seventy three matches in twenty twenty three, which is more than he's ever done. Or it will be more than he's ever done by the time the season's finished. Last year sixty seven, the year before fifty six, the year before was COVID, but thirty one um, matches played there. Uh, he's never gone more than 73 in a season in his in his career. Um, he's already played 73. Just feels like it's a kind of jaded Taylor Fritz, this. Um, I looked at his, his record on indoor hard in, in this particular swing, what I call the European sort of fall, autumn, indoor hard swing. A lot of US players have struggled with it in the past. It just, for them, you get the impression that it's a bit of a drag. They're so far away from home. They can see the end of the season in sight. Some of them aren't going to be in Turin. Some of them are just be playing Paris and then going home. And, you know, they can be forgiven for thinking, you know, this is just a, a last push and then, then I'm done. Cause it, you know, it is a very, very long season. We've said before. So his record is 22, 22 win loss at main level this time of the year, i.e. after the U S open um, on indoor hearts. So basically this, this, month or so um so he only wins half of his matches in his career at this time you know not great had some bad losses hasn't he edge past just edge past watanuki in shanghai then he lost to schwartzman 
Then he lost a, a bad one to Mochizuki from miles ahead. Um, he wasn't the, the first hit. He's loved in that much. Yeah, he did. I think Mochizuki was a bit nervous, but what, what, you know, I think he was five two. What wasn't he in the final set, Fritz or something yeah. like that? Um, similarly to Schwartzman, he let, he let those get away. Um, the problem is Purcell's looked tired as well. After making back-to-back quarterfinals in Cincinnati and Winston-Salem, he's lost seven of his eight matches since, and he has looked tired. But I feel like the playing style of Purcell, if he can use the variety that he does have, he has a slightly unusual style sometimes. He slices the forehand when he wants to. If he can do that, if he can get into the net, or draw, or perhaps more importantly, if he can draw Fritz into the net, where we know Fritz isn't comfortable. Fritz loves to be on the baseline. He doesn't like going to the net. Purcell has the, the sort of skill set to potentially get him off that baseline and if he can um you know it could be another a tricky day for fritz i'd expect fritz to win it but um again set one over ten and a half games uh 3.05 plus 205 that was a bet rivers when i looked earlier that obviously the, these guys haven't met before so fritz won't be used to that style that that purcell has so in those situations i i, I like to go for set one overs before they yeah, figure to this game out yeah, check the Bet Rivers website to make sure that the price is still available here. But I, I agree with Sean there. I think Purcell gives him problems. I like the four and a half. Purcell, four and a half. I, I always like, I said on this show many times, the big servers, they win the set 7-5, Fritz is not going to win this set 6-1, 6-2. I know he did win the last set 6-1, but Purcell will keep it close. I think plus four and a half brings in the overs as well. I think that's a great strategy to have here in Basel. Uh, the final match we're going to talk about, Ugo Ember. Are we with him? Are we against him? But he's up against Marcus Giron. He's our friend or our foe. We don't know which way we're going to go. Uh, the Frenchman is minus 165. Marcus Giron, a plus 135. Marcus Giron has had some, a big week last week. Some impressive numbers, impressive form. The handicap here is two and a half. The spread is two and a half in favour of Umber. The total is 22 and a half. Uh, Sean, can we trust Ugo? Or are we against him? What are we doing? He's not, he's often not been my friend, has he, on Bear? He's, well, is he on different... the Christmas lift or is he, is he off the Christmas lift? That's what you know. We're only a couple of months away. He, he has he hasn't been on the Christmas list for quite a while, actually. Is there anyone um, on the Sean Calvert Christmas list? That's one thing I want to know. Undisclosed, undisclosed. No. You mean tennis players or or just people in general? Just general, anybody. <laughs> I must admit, I, I, don't, I don't I don't send Christmas cards. I must admit, I'm not. No, exactly. I'm not. I'm not a big Christmas. It's, it's a lot of admin, isn't it? Your big old list and having to write stuff out. I'm not. I'm not keen on that. Anyway, um, Marcos Giron, uh, great form in to- Tokyo, wasn't he? Very, very close. Should have made the final, shouldn't he? Against Shelton, um, set and the double break up. Giron, he he does get very nervy. Giron managed to not win that match against another left-hander, obviously in Shelton. Uh, Umber, obviously left-handed, got a good record against lefties. Uh, Giron, I think a lot of that is because he's got a very, very solid backhand. He's won at least a set in 15 of his last 18 matches against left-handers at main level, has gear on. And of the three that he didn't, one was against Nadal. The other one was against Cam Norrie when Cam Norrie was playing well. So he's certainly got a, a good record against left-handers. The head-to-head isn't great for gear on, but if we look into that, they played once. I think it was in New York indoors. It was a really late match. I remember that one. It was, it was, it was, about, it was after 11 o'clock at night, I think. Gear on lost the first set and he just thought, you know what? I'm about done here. So I'm not putting too much store in that head-to-head. The, but what the, really makes me want to back gear on are, are the stats here. You know, Humbert has found his form late this season and the, his best part of the season has been recently, but he's still behind gear on the stats. If we look at their last 10 matches each and I've included Humbert's Davis Cup wins, 
Um, Humbert, service points one and return points one total 101. A whole break total of 102. Gearon, service points one, return points one total of 103 and a whole break total of 106. Yet we we're expecting to back Humbert at, what is he, minus $2, roughly? I mean, not for me. I mean, Humbert might win this match, but there's no basis for him being that short. Um, so I've taken, uh, I've taken, I've got Humbert written down here, but that's wrong. I've taken, I've taken gear on um, to win this match. Round about the sort of 2.5 plus 150 mark. So there you have it. They are the five big matches we're talking about tomorrow here in Vienna and across in Switzerland and Basel. Uh, Sean, just give us a quick recap before you go on the matches you've got and the best bet you have. Yeah, in Basel, gear on around about 2.5 plus 150. And the other one was the tiebreak played, wasn't it? In, uh, in Vienna, Medvedev against Arta Feast. That was a plus 185 chance for Bet Rivers. Yes, yeah, still plus 185. Giron has actually come now down to plus 135. But check the Bet Rivers website. You'll also see on the Bet Rivers website the timing of these matches. But there's scheduled to start around about 8 o'clock Eastern time. But uh, check the order of play tomorrow. I will be at the tennis tomorrow. I, I can guarantee you on that. Uh, you can follow me on our Instagram channel. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Because We Are On Our Socials. There are another couple of ways to follow us here on what we do here. You can download the podcast, The Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is The Betting Weekly Studios. Huge amount of content on there on the tennis with myself and Sean. Sean will be in Paris next week. I'm in Vienna today. And uh, also Champions League this evening and tomorrow. Brilliant amount of action on there. And also the domestic leagues in soccer all around the world uh, will be uh, on there uh, as well This for this week, midweek and weekend. Sean, thank you very much for joining me as always, mate. I will Pleasure. chat to you, you tomorrow. Have a good night. Take care, everyone. Good luck with your bets. And uh, let's cash some tickets.